I didn't have a choice. Like my life is this. So how am I going to respond to this? And that's when I was like, okay, God, I am done being mad. I could really use your peace and comfort. And I was listening to one of your podcasts about gratitude and always looking for the good. I have to keep looking for it. And I know it's there and I know God is good. And I know that this is a long-term thing and I'm going to thrive in this. And so I did my prayers. I went on those walks and I was astounded by the good that I found when I looked for it. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ledeen, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, Facing my marriage-ending affair or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. Okay, so another great podcast interview today. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this one because this guest, Sarah Pribianca, I'll tell you, she has an attitude like nobody else. And honestly, what she is going through with her daughter is just going to blow you away, especially when you hear her faith, her testimony, just her attitude. And so I'm so excited for you to get to listen to this interview with Sarah. Sarah is a mom to two beautiful girls. And as you're going to learn in this episode today, Sarah, one of her daughters, suffers from a very, very rare genetic disease. I think there's only 12 people in the world. And this is forever life-changing to their family. And through the difficult time, she managed to lose 30 pounds. She has, I mean, like I said, this attitude of hers is just unbelievable. So I'm so excited to share this with you. And I have one ask. If this episode inspires you or just, you know, makes you feel good and put some perspective change in you, share it, share it with a friend, share it with someone else. Right now during this time, we are still under lockdowns in some areas of the world. It's dark, depressing times. And this will just remind you perspective that someone else can have it much worse than you and they are still crushing it. They are still chasing their dreams and goals. And it's just amazing to see that. So enjoy. Okay. I'm so excited. One, I'm excited to be back doing interviews because I'll tell you, I had this crazy voice that was just out of control. It's still hit or miss, but today I get to have on the wonderful, wonderful person that I've honestly, I followed her stories and I've, I've known of her through my husband, but watching what she has gone through this last year, um, really just it, it humbles me, I always puts things into perspective because I've always said this, that, you know, at least with me, I can control me. But if I had a child or if I had, you know, a partner that was going through something where you can't do anything about it, I think that's like one of my worst nightmares. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. This is, this is such an honor. 
Well, we're going to dive right into it. So, and I've had a couple people on in the past where we've talked about, you know, challenges and, and long-term challenges. And this is why I wanted to have you on because I, I, you know, this whole podcast is about being your best self, creating your best self. And a lot of us need sometimes the perspective shift, like the smack in the face that your life is not so bad. I needed yeah. that perspective shift. You know, I was in a slump in January. January was one of the hardest months for me in a long time. I think coming mm-hmm. off of 75 hard and that was so much focus for me, which was great. I loved it. It distracted me, but I think it's like a letdown afterwards, right? And it kind of reminds me of like when we do like these big like fundraisers for things and then like it's over, right? Yeah. So I didn't really have like a plan going into this month. And then, you know, I got sick and just wasn't feeling good. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was having like, you know, self-pity. And so it's times like this that, you know, if you're listening, you need to be intentional about who you're following, who you're seeing and your stories popped up. I actually messaged you that day because I saw your stories and I'm like, holy crap, I have to have her on because people need to see this and be reminded. So you've got two children. Let's just kind of give me a little bit of your backstory. Tell me about yourself. Sure. So um, I've been married for eight years to my amazing husband, Connor. Um, We've known each other since we were eight years old. Um, Yeah, we have two beautiful girls. Camilla is four. She is feisty and persistent. And Georgia is two. And she is um, the sweetest, most determined um, girl you'll meet. Um, she suffers from a extremely rare genetic disease called Leshnayan. Um, she is one of 12 girls in the world um, to have this disease. Yeah. And it is a terrible disease. Typical signs are um, high uric acid, in the blood, which leads to gout and kidney stones. Um, It also has a self-injury phenomenon to this disease where um, most kids have to get their teeth removed um, because they will gore at their mouths and hands, anything that they can get in contact with. Um, They'll try to get their heads in doorways so that they injure themselves. Um, It is a horrible horrible disease. Um, the typically the self-injury aspect starts around three. Georgie is two. Um, and not many girls have this condition. Most have the, um, the self-injury aspect of it, but we are, we are really praying and believing that that is not a part of her, um, her disease, but, uh, it is a, a high possibility. Um, at this point, she only occasionally bites at her mouth. But this morning, there was blood on her sheets, um, not a ton, but um, that part. And then she, is, we're not sure if it's discovering her hair, but she pulls out quite a bit of her hair. Um, so we just, we have to keep an eye on her at all times. Um, she does have a G-tube, so we have um, a lot of feeds. Um, we have about 15 meds for her and uh, around around the clock um, for for her care. So she keeps us busy, um, but she has brought so much perspective to our lives. I'm I'm actually blown away listening to that. I don't know if I should just cry because (laughs) it, it does sound so sad. And you sit here and you smile. I mean, I watch you. I see your attitude, Sarah, like 
it's incredible to me. I just want you to know that. Like I'm super, super touched. Um, so you. let's talk about before you got to, to the knowing, because I will say that we always say this with problems. Like you gotta, you gotta, when we are able to know, then at least our brain goes into solving, right? Yeah. But when we are uncertain, it's really hard. This is where faith has to come in because yes. I don't even know where I would live when I have that. So let's rewind to when you started to, you know, I mean, thankfully you had another child to compare to, I guess. Yeah. So when did you notice something different or was it a struggle during, you know, <clears throat> anything during pregnancy? Yeah. Everything about my pregnancy was totally fine. Georgie would kick my ribs so much that I swore I had bruises. Everything in the pregnancy seemed so normal. Um, she was born and we had feeding issues right off the hop. And so we had lactation consultant appointments, um, like osteo, physio. We had a tongue tie release. And they said that it was just a matter of time for her to heal from the tongue tie release. Um, so everything delayed about her, we just kind of attributed to the tongue tie release because the tongue is so connected to the spine, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we saw um, Georgie side by side with a and one of our best friends, baby, who is um, two months younger. And this baby was talking and swatting and happy as a clam. And Georgie was laying there and crying and, um, and feeding like around the clock because she just wasn't able to like her muscles and her mouth are so um, low tone that she just couldn't eliminate um milk well and so it was then that we were like something's up like we need to start looking into this further we got referred to a pediatrician at six months and she saw georgie and was like um i'm gonna get you a referral to a neuromuscular specialist and that specialist actually took us that day at dr turnipolsky and uh, he saw her and was like this is rare. This is rare. Something's up. And wow. so we started, we started genetic testing at six months. And through that time, we were just like, it's just low tone. It's just hypotonia is the technical term for a low tone. We were like, okay, it's like, we're believing, we're praying that it's not going to be anything and that it's just, she's going to catch up and it's going to be good. And then we had more testing and then um, two weeks before we had the appointment for the whole exome sequence, that's like the big test. Um, mm -hmm. I felt God say, uh, Sarah, you're going to have a choice to make and you can choose to run to me and cling to me and I will comfort you and I will be your peace. Or you can run from me and be bitter and have pain and, um, and, and you will, you will you will sit in it and it will not be good. So like, I, I just want you to have those two options in your head. And I was like, that can't be God. Like, cause Georgie's going to be fine. This test isn't going to be anything. We're good. And then we got, um, we had the appointment for the results and he was, he told us, he's like, your top result is Leshnayan, but we have to do a blood result test before we can confirm just to see her uric acid. And so Connor and I are looking up this disease and we are like devastated. We'd never heard of this disease before. And we're like, it, it can't be, it can't be Leshnayan. Like this is, 
like also how did God let this disease exist? Like this is horrible, but it's not Leshnayan. And uh, then the next day we got the blood test results over the phone that it was Leshnayan. That's when I experienced the most sadness and rage and um, and pain that I ever have. Um, yeah, um, we just sat in it for a couple of weeks and um, I was tired on the walks that bodies tells us to go on every day. <laughs> um, those walks ground me in ways that um, I can't even express. So on my walk, yelling at God, I'm like, I know what you said, but you didn't tell me that this existed when you gave me those two options because I am mad. I am mad that there's other parents with multiple kids with Leshnayan and um, that are having to deal with disease and keep their kids from hurting themselves. Like these kids don't want to hurt themselves. It's just how their brain is wired. And like, anyways, I was so mad. And then I realized how toxic my mindset was and how I didn't want to live my life like this, but I, I didn't have a choice. Like my life is this. So how am I going to respond to this? And that's when I was like, okay, God, I am done being mad. I could really use your peace and comfort. And I was listening to one of your podcasts about gratitude and always looking for the good. I have to keep looking for it. And I know it's there and I know God is good. And I know that I'm going to have to, like, this is a, a long-term thing and I'm going to thrive in this. And um, so I did my prayers. I um, I went on those walks and I was astounded by the good that I found when I looked for it. And um, he's provided for our family in ways that are remarkable. And he's opened doors that we couldn't have even thought of. Like the whole um, verse about God doing above and beyond what you can ask or imagine. Like God has done that for our family. And um, yeah, that's, wow. that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have so much that I was sitting here, you know, listening. I'm getting chills. I'm getting emotional. Um, your faith is unbelievable. But I love that you also shared, like you had that anger. You had those moments. Like why? Why does it even exist? But yeah. then also realizing, sitting in that, even wondering the why, because I thought the same thing with my cancer, because I'm like, are you kidding me? I've yeah. never smoked. Why yes. am I getting lung cancer? Like, why yeah. could it, you know, like, I was just, I was angry. You know, I'm like, I have kids. Why would you do this to me when I need, yeah. you know, but it doesn't serve us to stay there. No. Right. No, it doesn't, you know, and, and. I'm sure, like you said, when we do flip it over and we finally say, okay, God, now I'm, I'm going to show you, I'm giving it to you. The doors that are opened, you know, the connections yeah. that are found, that's God. That's, you know, I always yes. call God winks, right? Where I'm like, how did this even happen in my life right now? So it's like what, what Satan meant for harm, because this can tear a family apart, right? You know, it's yeah. that, it's that verse, you know, God can turn into good, you know, and 
I see yes. that so much with you. So, so when you got the news and you knew things had to change in your life, I mean, you know, this is obviously now a new calling for you. I mean, like you said, the care, you know, you probably have become a researcher, I'm sure, because <laughs> with the rarity of things like this, like, I mean, I've learned this in the medical field that it is all about doing research and yes. finding other similarities. I mean, I have a gene mutation in my cancer, so I'm on target drug therapy. So if I go to just general searches, I'm going to find nothing. Yeah. I have to go look for these alternative or, you know, when you, I mean, 12 cases, they don't yeah. have a lot to go on. Right. Yeah. How has this, um, how has this been on your marriage? Has this strengthened it now? Has it hurt it? Did it go through it? I mean, tell me. It has been the hardest, but most, um, bonding, bonding time for us. Um, we believe that, that God's just had his hand our marriage, like from the beginning. And we have a really Holy spirit kind of sensitivity to each other. So I can tell when, when Connor needs a break and and I'll send him off and he'll go for an overnight and he can do the same for me. And, um, I've struggled with, um, depression and anxiety, um, this last year. And, and he's been so sensitive and, uh, considerate of those, those low days and stuff. And he'll, um, he just reads me and then, and then takes over. And then I, on his off days, I can read him and take over. And it really is kind of like a, a balancing act for us, but, um, we have so many people in our lives that can help us with Camilla, um, and, and Phil needs, I have made two meals in the last four months and we wow, have, wow. yeah. So like there's freezer meals involved in there for sure. But so many people in our church and in our families are just bringing over meals, filling our freezer and loving on us. And, um, there, yeah, there's people that are just taking loads off so that it can be just Connor and I focusing on Georgie instead of just me or just Connor focusing on her. So, um, the supports we have in our life have made such a difference and taken a lot of load off so that it can be Connor and I just focusing in on each other. We have our first overnight in two and a half years coming next weekend. And I am, oh, I'm so excited, but, um, to answer your question, we have grown together in ways that only God can, um, can do. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's, so obviously someone that has a lot of faith, you know, you are, and that I, I do think it's a separate. I mean, it's one of my pillars of the podcast because I don't know where I would be without that many times when you feel hopeless or helpless or just, you know, in despair, but what things, you know, so of course people having faith, but what are some things that if someone's listening right now and they're going through a hard time, what are things that keep you up? I mean, you obviously have struck, you know, struggled with anxiety and depression. So, you know, I've always heard that, you know, when we have anxiety mo motion, meaning getting moving and stuff, it can kind of help break that. But what are some of the things that you've done to help? Yeah. So definitely motion. 
my walks um, have been that for me. But the, the walks, getting out of the house, getting into nature. Um, nature is where I feel closest to God. So I've had so many times where he's spoken through me and, and whatever is around me. Um, also guided prayers. Um, there's an app called soul space that I would be lost without. And they have like little sections where you can narrow down the guided prayer by like anxiety or, um, freedom or anger. It has all the different categories and then you just press play. And then it just, it just brings me right into Jesus's lap. And, uh, so that, and then that's a good question. I mostly chat with Connor, my parents. I just find those people that, um, that strengthen me, that listen. And, uh, yeah, if you had asked me a year ago, what I had turned to, it would have been food for sure. Um, but thanks to lean bodies and your mindset course and uh, my coach, Eileen, um, I've learned to reach for other things in those moments of stress and anxiety. Um, and through this last year, I lost 30 pounds, um, which is insane. I mean, that's a lot. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> and during a stressful time, I think that's, what's so cool about it is and I've, I've met, you know, a handful of my long-term successful clients. That's when they've done it. They've, they've learned that during the hard time is actually when you got to, you know, pull up your bootstraps, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was the one thing I could really control what I was putting in my mouth. And sometimes I couldn't always control it because we were at the hospital. We had five hospital admissions last year and, um, we definitely relied on fast food, but the majority of the year was... Yeah the, um, the practiced, um, portions and everything that I'm still, um, right. It becomes right who you are, right. It's like the habit, yeah. of, you know, you, hopefully if you, you know, learn, I always say like to clients, once you get there, then it's like visually looking at your food so that you don't have to weigh your food forever, but that you now know, okay, that chicken breast, that's like a three serving chicken breast. Yes. <laughs> so true. It's changed how I look at food for sure. Yeah. And, and I find, you know, like you said, it's something that you can control and then keeping those little promises probably built, you know, your confidence, which then, yes. and this is what people don't realize. Confidence also is reflective in when we're parenting, when I am yes. confident within myself and by confidence, you know, when you hear that term, remember, it's really, it kind of is parallel to happiness it yes. really is because when you're keeping promises, you feel good about yourself and you feel good about yourself. What you're presenting to the world is a much happier person. I know that yes. because I can see when I am feeling like I'm wearing a superhero cape and no one can see it. Yes. I'm so amazing with my kids. I'm willing yes. to work harder. So do you think that that helped? Like as much as you know, people don't, they're like, wow, I'm sacrificing some of my time to train. I'm sacrificing some of my time to take care of myself. I can't afford to, what would you say to that? You can't afford not to, <laughs> you know, or what would, what would the thing be? Yeah. I think it just depends on like, do you really want it? Um, and if you want it, you'll make, you'll make weights and you'll make exceptions, um, for, for the hard work because, I, I was chatting with Connor about this yesterday, but if I hadn't had lean bodies in my life for this last year, um, 
I would probably be 30 pounds heavier and, and hating how I looked, um, and, and having less energy and I need all the energy and I'm not being, I'm not focusing on those key things that you need to, in order to feel your best, like your sleep cycles and, um, the food, the uh, recovery, all of those things wouldn't have even been on my radar at all. Um, but because I was with you guys and and soaking all that information up um, and figuring out how to apply it, my year looks, the trajectory of my year is completely different. I love hearing that. And I love, you know, seeing that shift in people because we always say like, you know, at, at the company, you know, we're selling fat loss, but what we're really selling you is like a better life, like yes. a better, a better way of thinking. Like it's not sexy to sell, you know, mindset. I mean, it's my favorite thing in sure. the whole wide world, <laughs> but what people, yeah, well, are you going to help me lose my weight or not? And I'm always like, okay, I am, but I'm hoping it's going to be the byproduct is it's, it's all in your thinking and yes. changing the way you feel about yourself because fat loss or losing the 30 pounds is honestly just a metaphor for just you. That's, that's just when you close your eyes, where you align yourself to, this is also why you meet people that are full figured that love themselves there. It's truly yes. about you just being aligned to where you feel you should be, which yes. is why it affects your marriage because like, yeah. you know, if you, like you said, were 30 pounds heavier, you wouldn't feel good about yourself, which also would be reflective in your bedroom. Yeah. Which then would cause, because that's such a connection for us yeah. as husband and wife, that then who knows where you would be that year later. So I always say to people like the, the weight loss is honestly just one part of the massive transformation you have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I love that you were able to just through such a hard time, you know, find something. And I always encourage, you know, because, you know, your thoughts, what you're thinking about is really what changes you. So if you are immersed around people that are leveling up, that are doing better, you know, like it's why I watched your stories that day where it's like, I got to watch other people that remind me to be like, Amy, go on the freaking walk or <laughs> shut up, stop complaining. You know, like you're totally fine. It's, it, it's why we have to do those things. So tell me like moving forward. I mean, one, do you have any sort of fundraising or anything that people can, because obviously 12 people having something like this. I already know with child cancer, like there's not a lot of research. There's not a lot of funding. Um, You're going to need help. Is there anything anyone could donate to in your name or do you have fundraising? We do. We have a GoFundMe for Georgie. um, And it basically is covering, uh, we're currently doing a reno in our garage to make an accessible bedroom and bathroom. So that's our, our main, um, project right now. Um, we did get a nurse and, uh, we got approved for uh, 14 hours a week through the province. And then we have, um, our own funds for, um, the rest of the week. But, um, so yeah, she's a, a big, load lifter in our life. Also a big expense. Um, so and that's just the fact, you know, I mean, people don't like talk about that. That can also, you know, wreck a family. You know, yeah. I always say that with mine that I'm like, I'm so blessed that we have, you know, 
made the money that we've had because I don't know where we would be, you know, yeah. um, having that support. So I'll definitely want to put that in the show notes so that, okay. you know, if you are listening, cause I'm, you know, I'm a big abundance thinker. And I think that people miss the point of when you can donate or when you can give. And I always say this to my kids is it's actually an opportunity. So mm-hmm. I used to, I follow, I have a, a friend that I follow that on um, stories and she's, you know, very, very successful, you know, seven figures, all that. And she just got back from uh, South Africa and she had these little backpacks that she was selling on her stories and people were commenting, why don't you just, cause it was for a fundraiser. And so sure. the comments were, why don't you just p- pay for it yourself? You can afford it. And she came on and she goes, you're actually missing the point. I can, you're right. But I'm giving you the opportunity to open your wallet to show that you're an abundance thinker too. She goes, I could, you're right, but I'm giving you that. And so it totally changed my thinking that anytime someone asked me if they, you know, they're like, oh, we've got something that we're, I'm always like, even if it's $5, it's you're showing God, the universe, whatever you want to use that you're listening here. But that you trust there's more coming there. And so I keep, I keep cash in my middle console. And so when we see a homeless person and my kids have adopted this habit too, that we take that, you know, like, and, you know, give that knowing like, I'm always going to have more to be able to put there. Yeah. So I hope if you're listening, you think of it that way, that it's an opportunity, you know, to, to open up and say, I know that there's abundance in the world and I know that there'll be more to replace this, you know, money I give. So that's my own little rant. Sorry. I had to say that. I love that. that. So, I love that. So what is next for her? her? Is it now just a, a waiting game to see development? Does she have certain things that they like um, pillars of times where she'll mm-hmm. have to do things? Yeah. So we are always working on her gross motor skills. Um, she's two and not rolling. Um, or like she really doesn't have, um, any real gross motor skills besides like being able to, um, swat at anything in front of her or our faces. Um, so we're always working on her gross motor skills with physio. Um, next steps for her is, um, just really seeing if the self-injury aspect is a right. part or, or it gets worse. Um, we will have so to we need get, to be, we need to be praying about that. Yeah. I would and, love the prayers and, and the power of prayer. Like again, not to sidetrack, but if you are someone that has ever been skeptical of prayer, man, you need to Google Joe Dispenza plus power of prayer. Okay. Just those words. You will find an article he wrote. It is crazy the studies they've done on prayers in hospitals. They did a study that they prayed for a group versus not prayed, and there were no ex- explanations of everything that happened. Like you, ha- it will it will blow your mind because he's like usually like a very science based person. Interesting. And the power of group prayer and prayer is also you're starting. They're starting to see that in in, in hospitals and in cancer oh. and. So again, it's kind of like that donation aspect. If you have the opportunity to prayer and be a part of it, the power of group prayer, it's, it's massive. So yeah, um, we'll definitely be, you know, doing that. And gosh, you know, Sarah, your attitude towards everything, I'm even more blown away with what you are up against. I mean, I say that, but 
I know you see this as, you know, um, everything happens for us and not yeah. to us. And I believe yeah. that. I think this is going to be, um, you're going to have a lot of purpose because people need to see people like you sure. that see that silver lining, that see, you know, the positives and find ways to, to make it through hard times because yeah. you have no choice, right? We yeah. suffer through it and stay angry and stay bitter and just doesn't ever serve us. Right? No, no, absolutely. So how can someone best find you? I mean, I know you're great in front of the camera. I got to say you have like, you're very natural. You just, I feel like you're talking to me. So where oh, can I love that. You? <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. Um, Ms. So MRS dot Sarah Pribianca is my handle on Instagram. There's lots of Georgie content, lots of Camilla content. And uh, I try to show up every day. I loved your email uh, yesterday about showing up even when you don't feel like it. Because um, yeah, some days, some days Georgie will cry all day and I don't want to say anything because I don't feel like I have much to say. But um, showing up is is so important to me. And yeah, I love it. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Me too. Thanks so much, Amy. Okay. I'm on a mission. As you know, if you've been following along, I have a goal to be a top 100 podcast and it's less about that top 100 and more about, I want to make an impact. I want more people to hear effort and learn from all the mistakes that I've made along with me bringing on really special guests for you. So my ask here is this, I want you to screenshot this episode today and share it on your social media, share it with a friend, you know, tag me in it, go give me a review. Of course, if you're really feeling it and rate me, you know, this is the only way things are going to get seen here. And in a big world of tons and tons of podcasts, I'm hoping that you're going to choose mine and help me on my mission. 